Would I call you Mr. Duffy 81 or Jameson? You can call me Jameson. <laughs> James. All right. All right. I like Mr. Duffy better. Jameson, welcome to the Edge broadcast, man. Hey, I love it when we have somebody from the chat on the program. Well, thank you for having me. I know I've been blocked a few times by Jade, but she's kind enough to always just temporarily <laughs> let me uh, let me back in. So thank you uh, for having me on the show. All right. Well, good good to have you, man. So we're we're talking about uh, we'll be talking about your unscripted podcast, and man, it looks like you've got an extensive history. And I love the 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 pictures you sent ahead of the program, and we'll be showing some of those. And I've got some some interesting things to show you on the on the program. But I always like to, you know how I like to do things. What got you started? and looking at cryptids to begin with. Well, actually, Bigfoot was the first thing that I, I looked up when I got a laptop and I got on YouTube. But, you know, after years of armchair research and looking at stuff, I actually uh, got inspired by the Utah Sasquatch channel, this guy named Rio, who did a project, Go and See, where he was challenging people to go out there and actually look and see in your area if you can find this evidence and see what you think of it yourself instead of maybe judging his evidence find your own and see what what you think of it so that's what kind of got me inspired uh, and starting to go out and one day i just said screw it i'm going to do it and i found a structure my first time out it was the middle of the winter and i went hiking out up to my knees up this uh, old ski area out in conifer new uh conifer colorado pardon me i'm originally from new hampshire um but yeah i, I got all the way to the top didn't find anything went all the way to the bottom and uh, i was amazed that i actually found a structure took some pictures, documented it, and that was in 2017, and uh, I've been off to the races ever since then. So what type of structure did you find? Well, it was like a TP structure, you know, where there's maybe 20 or 30 sticks all placed up to an apex, and um, it seems it's a commonality that, that people find kind of as they're doing this research, and there's some people that are skeptical of it and, and don't necessarily think it's Bigfoot, but um, having done this for five years, I... I would say without a doubt, it's it's definitely Bigfoot building them. Hmm. It seems to me that if I saw a structure out in the forest, I'd think some kind of like kids did that or something. How, how can we how can we uh, know that it wasn't built by humans? Uh, you know what? I've actually filmed a Sasquatch at night with a thermal in one of these structures that I found a eaten duck wing in. So I mean, that's getting closer and closer to. Uh, to finding out the truth, but I, I find their footprints around, and they just have like telltale signs and little things that they'll do, including um, putting human items into these structures to create sort of a sense of plausible denial to the person who finds them, so that you might say, God, that's odd, mm -hmm. but then you say, well, there's like Snickers wrappers, and there's a empty bottle of water there, or a beer can, right. so like probably people made it, even though you can even find instances where this stuff's been collected from around the forest and placed in there. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's different different levels of evidence and different levels of believability for people. So, yeah, there's a good example of one that I, you know, I don't see people building those because, mm -hmm. one, it would probably be a, be a, um, a hindrance for the public, and that's at a state park. The, the rangers aren't going to just let you build something like that without probably coming over and saying anything. But I got a funny story about that. A friend of mine was down at that park and he went up to one of the rangers and he says, Hey, I know you're building these things at night. And the guy says, yeah, me and Sasquatch. So, you know, I think they know, and I think they're definitely around and they're actually a lot closer to humanity than one might think until you start doing the investigations and 
following the evidence. And I don't care where you pick up the trail. You can trace it all the way back to the suburbs, and you can trace it all the way back to the vast wilderness. Mm -hmm. And if it connects through waterways and greenbelt areas and such, um, then, then there's a good chance that the Sasquatch could be traveling into your area. So here we have one of these structures in the snow. And my question is, so would you expect that a Sasquatch goes in there and sits down and builds a fire and does whatever he, whatever he does in there? That's a great question. I don't necessarily think it's for that purpose. Um, one explanation that I heard given by somebody who I trust very much um, said that the reason that they build the same structures and the same types of structures over and over is that it's um, them paying homage to their creation story, which I thought was a very interesting, very vague <laughs> answer, but it could explain a lot of things because I even have a theory that they might be building certain structures at certain times of the year based on my findings and findings of uh, people in North Carolina and all across the country. And at the same time, we will find similar things. I even found a stick jammed right into a log the same exact day that Kelly Shaw of the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization found that same piece of evidence out in western Colorado and I'm here uh, in the suburbs of Denver in the foothills. So it, it was just interesting that on the same day possibly or the same time of year or whatever it is that these things seem to be appearing and I, I can't prove that theory but I'm just I see more and more things leaning towards that could possibly be true at least with some of them i'm not sure about the teepee because i mean people see them in orb form for all i know they go in there and dematerialize because i've had some strange happenings with these creatures and i'm convinced that they're not just existing in the physical mm -hmm. I, I know that sounds strange but I, there are things that are beyond explanation that have happened that i just have to think possibly these things are somehow spiritual in nature mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, joining us in our live chat is uh, Stephen Fleming, the King's Bride, Truth and Treasure, Raul Sanchez, and Ann Bear. Mr. Duffy, you recognize all those names, I'm sure, so as people log in, we'll recognize them in our live chat. By the way, if you have a question for uh, Jameson Duffy, uh, just uh, click on the uh, one of the chats in the YouTube <coughs> chat or at the top of the website there, it says guest question, and then you can send it in. Uh, so you're in, you're outside of Denver. Do you find that Colorado itself is? Uh, and you mentioned this, some spiritual context there. Is 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 uh, Colorado itself a, kind of a thin place, a a, a overall a geographical area that allows for supernatural events for some reason? Well, that's very interesting. I've never um, considered that it, that you know Colorado has some exclusivity to to that. But I mean, certainly, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of energy. People talk about the vortexes, and I know that elevation could do something possibly. I, I do find a lot of structures that when I'm really far out in the woods um, where the, the benches kind of come down and flatten out, and the, you know there will be ravines on either side and maybe on that high point of the land, I'll find them utilizing that. But that's a really interesting question, Daniel. I don't really know how to answer that. Well, I'll tell you what. I, <clears throat> I've had firsthand conversations with people who have seen Bigfoot, and so... And I've got also anecdotal stories as well. Uh -huh. Personally, I haven't seen them, but uh, over time, I've heard some things that seem to be just out of vision that my my common sense tells me is not a forest animal of any kind. I've been out in the forest enough to know, recognize the basics here, especially here in Indiana. 
But outside the state, I've heard some stuff too that does not lend itself to, toward normal animal behavior. But so over time, I've kind of adjusted myself to be looking around. Now you show the teepee structures, and of course, there's a lot of horror movies that you see where there's like some some witch or something living in the backwoods, and they hang these little things from from trees or sure. make structures maybe similar to that, but uh, more kind of like scarecrowish. So I have a tendency to look for those things, and when, you know, like if I see a tree that's broken, snapped eight feet in the air, I I know that that's not a normal thing. That's not a wind thing. That's you know that's there's 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 something going on. So I've kind of, I'm kind of got an eye out for it. No, you think if I keep an eye out for it, uh, uh, Jameson, that I'm likely to see something? You know, I honestly do. If you can find these areas, even if you start kind of near the waterways or if you can find a structure in the area that'll be a telltale sign that that's a good place to start looking but they seem to make these ground glyphs i've noticed like they'll have i don't know if it's their signature i don't know if what it what it is but they'll play with sticks on the ground they'll make odd shapes they'll do very strange things with sticks recently i found a a stick that was broken in half and then another stick that was like this long. I mean, it was a pretty big, pretty big thing in the trail. I looked to the right and I saw a dead snake there and it was really weird. Um, but I thought that the glyph might've alerted me to the snake. It was, it was kind of all, you know, put together for mm -hmm. me. So that again, in the picture is a, you know, I'm not sure if that was a depiction, a map necessarily of the mountain that I was climbing mm -hmm. and like a bird's eye view of it. But I've, I've found another similar thing to that. Uh, I wish I sent you the picture uh, that I depicted as a map. And I found it at um, a gifting area that I had where they actually built the trail even deeper into the woods. And it ended up kind of encroaching upon this area where I had a basket hung in a tree that was at a 45 degree angle onto another tree in the woods. And at that location, when I went and re uh, realized that they had taken my basket down uh, and removed this kind of little makeshift gifting area that I made, mm -hmm. that glyph was, a different glyph was on the ground and I interpreted it as a map. So that one, I wonder I wonder exactly what that was, but I think Sasquatch probably made that out well, of the woods. This, yeah, I mean, this, this here, um, this is the kind of, actually more tend, uh, tends toward what I was just describing, like a witch, like a hex somebody trying to put on there. Uh, me and the wife was down in Arkansas, and somebody was taking weeds and making X's out. We, we were way deep in the forest, and somebody was making X's out of weeds, and uh, it was un unnatural. And you know, this is like you, you you recognize when things aren't natural. Okay, if you rec if you see that, you know that the trees, the sticks didn't fall out. The wind didn't whip them up, and they fell down. You know, there's a hand there, whether it's a supernatural hand or a hairy hand or human hand, you know somebody's out there doing it. And so I always find it interesting when you're way deep in the woods and there doesn't seem to be anybody else around what it actually that comes from. Now you mentioned just a second ago, uh, Jameson, about um, um, uh, this. I think you were talking about this here. What is yeah, this? Yeah, that picture came to mind. I was hoping you were gonna bring that up. That is, um, you know, that's a yearling, a newborn deer. And that, if the top section is the back left leg, with the hip socket intact, including part of the tail, and the fr the bottom is the front left leg, um, I determined, I, b I believe. And uh, so something killed a baby deer and left that. And right next to that, it's funny you brought up, you know, fireplace and sparking a fire at, uh, concerning those teepee structures. Um, there was a what, what I call a fake fire pit right next to that, where they seem to make these circle of the circle of rocks. They do this often. I've found dozens upon dozens. And they'll put <clears throat> sticks in there, 
and, and it'll never be lit. It will never have any charred remains of fire in it, but it is, it's, it's always like ready to blaze. Mm. And I find tons of them. I found a picture of one right outside a ranger station. I don't know if I sent it to you. It's mm. got some bird seed in the picture, but I mean, it's, it was comical because mm. a friend of mine set, sent me a picture and was like, dude, look at this. What, I'm like, it, where is that? And he's like, right there by the ranger station. What, is this picture up here? Is this one you're talking about? No, there's another one. I, I probably didn't send it to you. But, I mean, I find so many of them. I didn't want to bombard you, and that I realized I could have sent you probably a lot yeah. more pictures. Well, let me, let me get back to that one there because um, uh, I have seen that. Um, uh, let me see where I can't even remember what, what when I, where I had that at. Anyway, this isn't here? No. Anyway, I'll, let, me, let me get myself back here and get you back on the screen here. All hey, right. d don't uh, worry about it. I want to tell you I love the background, by the way, Daniel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, round circles, I have found those in the forest, and I understand that witches also make stone circles. Isn't it interesting? I, I don't know a lot about witches, and I'll be honest, I try to avoid witches at all costs. So yeah. if somebody tells me they're a witch, I tell them have a nice day. I always say witch witch, witch witch. <laughs> a good witch, or are you a bad witch? <laughs> All right, on the Newsmaker Line tonight is well, J Jameson Duffy, a.k.a. Mr. Duffy81. If you have a question for the good Mr. Duffy, just put it in the live chat or the link at the top. By the way, uh, Jameson, as you saw, we do have a poll as the esteemed guest tonight. And so the question is, what is Bigfoot? And here's the results on that so far. 56% uh, say interdimensional beam, which I think you just sort of suggested then the North American Wood Ape. I've heard people talk about that. Hey, you, you've been what the program for a long time anyway. Do you remember we, we had a guy on that, that said there's absolutely nothing supernatural whatsoever about Bigfoot? Oh, I think that's every other person that's ever talked about him. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I'm sick of hearing know. that because it's see. like you, you witness denial at some point. You yeah. know what I mean? When too many people are having these experiences, you can deny it all you want, but it doesn't matter if you stick your fingers in your ear. The story that I'm telling is the same over and over. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> because somebody said, well, where's the body? Well, you're not going to have a body if these things are interdimensional. And there's been enough stories where people say they physically just, they saw him just disappear, just walk into nothing. Uh, I think even um, David Pilates said that he had a story where a, a, somebody was walking and they started, nearly walked into a portal on a path. And so... And I'm sure that the Indians believe there are portals all around. And it seems to me the government industrial complex probably got them mapped out somewhere or another. And we find what we'll find on those is, you know, off limits in this area because this is a nature preserve now, you know. In sure. other words, it's preserved for them, but it's not preserved for the people paying for it. So I think they know more than letting on anyway. I'll say this. I think that it is very possible to get a body. And I think that many bodies have been sequestered in a various ways including shooting them and them being hit by cars and that's just me listening to podcasts and hearing different stories and people's testimonies but i'll tell you this there's definitely a cover-up and even if you shoot a body and you sell the body and you have financial backers and it's it's never going to come to the light of day you're going to end up doing a hoax and they're going to make you discredit yourself if to collect that paycheck so there's mm -hmm. a there's a whole there's a whole scheme involved in it that we you know you don't even want to really get involved mm -hmm. with because that becomes the government cover up and that's some pretty dirty world mm -hmm. so what we're looking at here is uh, something that, that obviously is fashioned is fashioned into a circle and hung on a stick of some sort again would you say that's a bigfoot uh, 
a possibility? Most definitely. And that stick, uh, you know, was stuck into the ground for one, like a shepherd's hook. And um, I actually currently, uh, you know, own that, <laughs> that uh, circle there of, wow. of sticks that they wove together. It's in a, it's in a box in my storage unit. But, you know, I, I have different things like, you know, a Sasquatch uh, casting, you know, of a, of a little foot, not a giant creature, but, you know, this is from the mud where I've determined that these these things have been and been walking. And so I'll take a plaster cast if I can get the substrate to give a cast that good. Okay. You know, hold, that's, hold, that's hold pretty up. darn good. All right, Jameson, hold, hold that up. Back it up a little bit towards your face. Back it up a little bit, okay, and, and up a little bit towards the top of your head. And maybe down a little bit. I'm trying to get you centered up. Uh, no, go back the other way, horizontal. This is interesting. And a little bit to your right. Okay, right there. Okay, that's perfectly in the frame. Okay, you can put that down now. Let me show you a picture, and you may have seen this because I've had uh, I've, I've I may have pulled this out with an, an, on another show, but this is a footprint that I saw at, at Yellowstone, and I'm going to bring that up right here, um, and it looks exactly like that. Let me see if I can find it. That's Bigfoot. That, <laughs> that is not the Bigfoot. That is not the Bigfoot there. Let me find out where this thing is. That's not it either. Where where is my Bigfoot here? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find my Trying to find what I, uh, my own picture here, because I got it in with your stuff here. Let me see if I can find it here. That's right. Uh, I think we're all being entertained, so. Yeah. Good, good show. All right. Maybe this is it here. All right. There it is right there. Bingo. That looks exactly what you just showed. I mean, that looks like a five-toed impression. I will say that. It's a little washed out. Um, but, you know, it's even, these things, they go so deep into the substrate, Daniel. I'm... You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a 200 pounds, and my foot is a size 13. Mm -hmm. I'll put my foot next to these things, and they're sunk in four inches, and I'm sunk in two centimeters, and I'm thinking, how heavy are these things mm -hmm. with a size 9 that they're sinking, you know, mm -hmm. six inches into the mud? Mm -hmm. Well, somebody knows that they're there because in this picture here is a side view of that, and those are human footprints probably from the rangers right there. You can see the, the human footprints right there, especially up at the, up at the right. <clears throat> But then you can see the, the actual uh, Bigfoot and maybe a juvenile Bigfoot. But again, that shows you in the context of that size of that foot versus an actual shoe. Uh, and so uh, talk about impressing down into the mud. The, 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 the shoe didn't, but the footprint did. Impressive impression. So, so you know, I mean, I, I was not expecting that myself. And uh, yeah, by the way, speaking of Yellowstone, terrible, terrible things going on out there. Is that... Uh, uh, you, is that all uh, just weather related, or you think somebody's trying to knock out the Yellowstone? I I did wonder how it's flooding. It makes me kind of curious. I don't, I don't trust anything that I hear on the news, so I haven't really been investigating it otherwise. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. couldn't tell you, but skeptical. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. So we can get uh, and let's see. We get uh, now. This is one of your pictures here, and what we'll tell us about that? I believe that to be a juvenile handprint, um, and. It might not have been inadvertently left there because I do believe that they will leave a handprint and a footprint on occasion uh, as a signature to something that they've created. There was uh, some sort of stick creation or ground glyph just to the to the right of that out of frame. Um, <clears throat> but I just I thought it was a great capture of that little hand um, and it was in an area right along the mm -hmm. Platte River. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you talk about you talk about cryptids and why, you know, and say somebody says that 
Bigfoot doesn't exist. You know, it's always part of a running joke. You know, there's no such thing, and you're you're delirious. You saw a monkey, and all the various. Maybe it was swamp gas in the form of a an, of a, a silhouette of an ape or something. You know, and just they just come up with the re- most ridiculous uh, things. But uh, it is possible that you could say the same thing about ghosts. A lot of people have had ghost interactions, and you can say to that person, "Well, where's the ghost?" You know, go to the house. Where's the ghost? I don't see no ghost. Well, you can, you know, it doesn't work like that. And I'm thinking. If, if, if Bigfoot was a, a terrestrial being with no interdimensionality ability, then you're going to see it. Somebody's going to see it a lot more than that. And, of course, you saw I flashed up the Patterson video, that thing. So th- th- when you see, kind of when you see the Patterson uh, thing, you're thinking, well, well, there you go. That, that shows you it's a terrestrial being, but we don't know where he went, and nobody's seen him since. Let me tell you an interesting story. I was married for five years, and uh, I'm no longer married, just about finalizing a divorce. But I was married to a really nice woman, and uh, we had a nice relationship for a time. And when we first were married, I, um, I was on, my wife was laying down on the bed, and I was on top of her, and I had my hands on her wrist, and I, I gave her a kiss, and I was getting up. And she said, <gasps> and I, I said, oh, did I hurt you? And she said, oh, no. Uh, it's okay. And I, I was like, okay, well, that's fine. You don't want to tell me or maybe I did. And I was thinking, wonder what that was about. Well, she, she came to me a couple of days later and she said, you know, the other day when you were asked me if I hurt you, she's like, I actually saw something. And I had to call my mother and ask her if these things were real, because I didn't realize you were so into Bigfoot. But, um, when you bent down and kissed me, she's like, um, I saw this, these two Bigfoot walk through the wall and in the semi-transparent form, walk behind you, and then they went through the wall, and I'm like, okay, that explains why when I left the room, um, the front door was wide open, and I'm in the bedroom with my wife, and I'm meticulous about keeping the door locked, because I don't want to be like the victim of a home invasion, and I'm just, you know, on top of my security, so I'm like, how did my door get unlocked? And I'm like, this is so weird. And then she tells me that story days later, and I'm thinking, these things walk through the wall? And I'm like, did they also open the front door? Like, I don't know how to explain that, but that is an absolute true story. Wow. Wow, very very good. And by the way, welcome in our live chat. Unscripted podcast just jumped in the live chat. So if you, uh, you have a question for our guest, Mr. Duffy, then uh, <laughs> go ahead and put it in, in the live chat, and we'll get, get it over to you. All right, so I have got uh, some audio. Uh, this was recent, and I'm going to jump out of the picture, and because it, there's a video sort of comes with it, it's rather still because I don't think the wind's blowing or it's just, it's a solitary thing. But it, it's a, it's about uh, 30 seconds or so. Let's uh, let's go ahead and just uh, let it play, and then uh, and then uh, we'll get your opinion on it.
What do you think about that, Jameson? Very, very impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, the, obviously a lot of power behind that. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a few different different sounds coming out of that. I have not heard anything quite like that. I did record in the state of Maine um, what would be considered the Ohio Howl, a call like that. Um, but, you know, it was from a mile or two away. You could tell it was from quite a distance. But th that audio there had quite a bit of power. That is pretty interesting. I haven't had them... Uh, haven't haven't heard anything like that in the woods of Colorado. I'll say that. Well, I believe that was taken in Georgia. So and then they've got a lot of woods down there. It seems like wherever a lot of woods are, so where they're at. But that doesn't necessarily is not the only indicator. They've been seen in the wide open range of Oklahoma and other places. And of course, when you get into the abominable snowman, you'll see maybe one going up a hill somewhere and you know in the snow. I don't know if they hibernate or not, but. So, but it does seem that, that they're generally in the heavily forest areas. Is that uh, your conclusion as well or no? Well, I think the larger creatures are, but um, I, I do notice that I, I think, I don't think they're always with their, their young. I think at a certain age, once, once the young can take care of themselves, they start to venture off. And um, I find a lot of what I consider to be juvenile activity um, closer to the suburbs and the and even within the city limits um i've had two sightings of these creatures um they've both been of juveniles well actually i filmed one on on thermal so i guess i don't know if you, you could count that as mm -hmm. as kind of a sighting but i've had two day one daytime and one nighttime sighting and um they've both been smaller in stature i would say under six feet tall definitely mm -hmm. so you know smaller maybe four to four Four or five feet tall at the most. What would you describe a, a manimal cryptid? <laughs> I love that name. Let me just say, Wayne Tothero came up with, uh, you know, that's his, that's his moniker, manimal. But that's I did a I did an interview uh, on manimal, and um, that's how he and I kind of got together. But a manimal, yeah, part man, half uh, part mm -hmm. animal. I mean, Melba Ketchum and the DNA study that they've done kind of says that it's an unknown primate <laughs> father with a. <laughs> human female mother which sounds you know kind of crazy but you know we don't really know what these creatures look like and there's all different reports of them so it's just like a dog you could say I, a dog attacked me what was it it was a little ankle biter or it was a mastiff and it took me down and got me by the throat you know what i mean so it's 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 vague if you say it was a a bigfoot what was it was it huge was it small was it skinny was it large because they're reported as being all different types so i i find it so interesting to to think yeah what are these things but mm -hmm. the fact that they might be part human is mm -hmm. the most interesting aspect of it all and yet that's what maybe allows us to have a communication uh, and a relationship with them so do reliable dna samples exist well, that's a good question. I've got a hair sample right here that I found. All right. And, you know, I tainted it. I touched it. But that's a pretty big hunk of some red hair, man. And I, <laughs> wow. it's got it's got stickers in it, like it has all the pricker bushes. Yeah. Um, and that was and there were some structures, some little ground structures right there. And mm -hmm. it's I mean, if you can see this thing up close, I posted it on the unscripted podcast. Um, Instagram page and also the Mr. Duffy 81 YouTube page if you go back to the archives, but it's uh, I do believe this to be a sample. Do I know any DNA specialists? No. Do I have the money to pay for it? Heck no. But I mean, I got it. That's more than most people can say, I'll tell you that. So I don't know if you know, I got banned last week from YouTube for having Donald Jeffries on, so I'll be careful with the, with the question I'm going to word here. 
But um, uh, do you think some people, if they had their DNA tested today, they wouldn't test out as human? Uh, are we talking about the global elite? I'm not no, sure. Uh, we're talking. We're talking about <clears throat> people that have. Uh, uh, that was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess you, you know, know. You know what I'm, I'm talking a, about. You know, I don't. I'm, I, there's look. There's Neanderthal DNA in uh, yeah. in most Caucasian people. But you know, I mean, I'll even go. I don't know that Caucasian people came from the same line that African people came from. I think there's a lot of confusion in the genetic line. I think science is a big cover-up. I think the institution of science uh, makes a mockery of the scientific mm -hmm. method. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know that the truth is never going to get there because mm -hmm. they want to promote the idea of evolution. But I'll tell you this, Daniel, no one kind of creature has ever became another kind of creature. I don't care how long you sit here on the planet. Uh, a monkey's not going to turn into a human. A human's going to turn into a monkey. Mm -hmm. And you can watch it for thousands of years, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't spontaneously okay. happen. And that whole idea to me is hooey, bogus, and bunk uh, to okay, the okay, core. Okay, <clears throat> okay Jameson, James, James, I may need to clarify that question then. Certain, And, and I'm going to defeat YouTube's algorithm with this one. Okay, I'm going to defeat them. These people, if they tested out today, would their DNA match that of a, of a, of a human? You talking about cryptids, you mean? Uh, no, a, a, a person, I, I'm, I'm just being careful, a person who got something in a certain place. Oh, yeah, place. now I understand what you're saying. Right, so I'm well, defeating you know YouTube algorithm right here. No, they're that. I mean, do I think it's the mark of the beast? That's a no, good question. No, I'm just asking. Do would they test out as human? If if it went to a lab, would, would that if that person's blood would it test human? You think? I think it would, but let me elaborate on this because what I think is actually happening is that these people are becoming property via their DNA. I've heard it explained, and I haven't done enough in-depth investigation, but pretty much you're you're becoming a lab rat and you're volunteering your DNA to. You know, it's it's just look at how Monsanto can have their DNA, you know, go to your cornfield and then they, they sue you and take your land. And mm -hmm. it's just, just the corruption is there. So they're spreading their their whatever around, whatever it is, whatever is man-made, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't want it. Let's put it that way. Eat healthy and uh, cleanse your body and be careful because I don't even know. There's People say the 5G is giving it to you. People say it's in the shot. I man, it's a scary world out there. You're better off out in the woods with Sasquatch than you are in the city. I'll tell you what. So since we're along that strain, you mentioned 5G. That has been suggested as to what happened to 10,000 cows out in Kansas. Do you have any speculation on that from the unscripted podcast point of view? I'll tell you, I walked close to one of these fake trees that they have to make a video of how bogus it is that these 5G towers or whatever these huge cell towers have. These, they're making them like fake trees mm -hmm. and my head hurt walking close to that thing. I had to back up, and I don't think uh, I don't think it's safe for people to be around. And you know, this technology is is possibly dangerous, and it's full speed well, you know, ahead it's as always. Just in, in, in the pre five G world, when they were saying it's coming, they're getting ready to roll it out. I remember people were saying they already had evidence that cows dropped dead when they turned it on. Do you remember that? Um, actually, I have. I mean, look at all the birds dropping out of the sky. That's always been my kind of theory. Or what's what else could be going on? I mean, there's military experimentation, but it just makes you wonder what is going on in this world. Well, now, it really when, does. well, when it, when it comes to birds falling out of the sky, there's another hypothesis, and it was the 
displayed in the movie Alien Abduction. And what <laughs> happened was there was a mothership up there, and a flock of birds ran into it and killed them all, and they just fell down. So I'm just saying. Yeah, they want to blame the aliens for everything. I'm, but I'm if you really saying. know, the humans and the aliens are interacting <clears throat> in the underground military bases, and uh, that's the question that needs to be asked is what's going on and what are they doing behind closed doors all underneath right, well, the ground. All right, welcome in the live chat, King's Daughter and Gladys Kravis Jr. Welcome welcome to the show. We're talking to Jameson Duffy about uh, cryptids. He's a Bigfoot researcher, overall cryptid enthusiast. We have a link to your website, the Unscripted Podcast, there at the bottom in your bio there. And, uh, and so it looks like you've been collecting you've been collecting evidence, Jameson. So has your belief in the existence, uh, do you feel like you have been vindicated with your findings? Oh, yeah, it, without a doubt. I mean, I, just the evidence alone that I found not concerning having a sighting is, is amazing. Um, I set out when I started doing it, I'm like, I'm going to film a Bigfoot. I'm, I bought a Sony Handycam, and I'm like, I'm going to be in the woods. I'm going to film one of these things. I ended up filming one. I ended up filming one. I filmed two. I don't know if it's the same one twice. I filmed it by accident when the camera was panning around when I was jumping over some wet logs that were at like a 45 degree angle mm -hmm. and I didn't want to slip and then it was looking it was between a tractor uh, that was going down another logging road and me uh, and this was in New Hampshire and then I heard something as I was I mean it's, it was snapping all around me the whole walk through the woods but I, I lifted the camera up at one point and it goes across the screen and then it leans out from the waist and you can see it it's probably um, you know 90 yards away or so but it's um, it's it's a pretty good capture it's interesting. So you saw movement? Yep. Um, and then, in fact, uh, it, it followed me back to the house, and we ate dinner, and then my wife went into the bedroom to change her shirt, and when she looked up, the Sasquatch was actually looking at her, running away with its head turned, um, looking at her kind of at the side of its eye, smiled at her, and then booked it across the backyard, ran behind my back. Uh, my back was to the sliding glass door. My great aunt was talking to me. She screamed, put her hands over her head, and said, oh, who's that? What's that? And I turned around, and I didn't see anything, and I looked at my wife, and she nodded, and I opened the door. I thought I was going outside to, like, fight somebody. I'm like, what? Did, who's scaring my aunt? And then and then my wife's like, honey, it was, it was Bigfoot. And I'm like, Jesus, why didn't you tell me? Like, I just missed it. Hmm. But, I mean, I knew I was in the woods with them. Like, it was, now, was, I was pretty scared. I, was this in Colorado? That was in New that was in New Hampshire, um, New Hampshire. Well, on there, a private no, property. Okay, well, there's a lot of forest in New Hampshire, isn't there? Uh, it's the second most forested state in the country. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. We, uh, Indiana, we actually have an amazing amount of forest in the southern half of the state. And uh, what's called the, the, uh, the we, they call it the Little Smokies. It's not. It's just a bunch of hills, but it's, it's pretty good. It's vast tracts of forested areas with some pretty major hills down in there. And there have been a lot of sightings down there, too. I, um, there's this one certain highway I remember made one of the uh, Bigfoot shows where a Bigfoot was running along the side of the road down there in the Hoosier Forest area. And um, so I'm always uh, keeping an eye out and always keeping an ear out, too. i tell you what, I've got a great video, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, and, but I'll uh, either we'll, we'll comment on that. And I'm going to jump out of the picture here, and I'll take you out. And then we're going to play this, which I think is an amazing video I've never seen. What you're going to see is a drone view of a forest where something is in the forest moving some trees. This is a great video. Let me let me cue it up for you. Stand by. There it is. 
apparently is down there. It was very interesting, James. I don't know if you can see, but one tree walks off. Can you see that? Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. All right, it may loop again. There it is, close up. That one tree just, it, it, it literally walks away. And it, 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 is this wind? Is this a hoax? Or is this a Bigfoot marking his territory and taking free to build one of your structures? I mean, the only thing that could do that is probably one of those machines that shake the uh, shake the fruit off the tree, and I don't even think it could do that. Well, the tree that looks like it walks away is still straight up in the air. No, I mean, I know they even have machines that can do amazing things concerning logging. Um, I've, I've worked in the forestry industry, and I mean, I think it's, it's amazing what some of this machinery can do, but that is typical behavior of Sasquatch, and I've even been scared out of an area uh, when I was with a friend of mine uh, and they stomped their feet and shook the trees and it was pretty intimidating I'll tell you that well that one tree is walking away and if that that wouldn't be a machine because that machine would be hitting some of those other trees that tree literally goes in between other trees it's a fascinating video and uh, so uh, you know whether it's a hoax or not you I mean you, you really never know if it was drone footage come out but I mean, if, it, if it's a hoax, it's, it's one of the best one, ones. Somebody was meticulous about it because there was a tree in the middle of trees going between trees, and I don't think, I don't even have software. I use video software all the time. I don't have anything, and I never heard anything could, that could fabricate that. Makes me wonder if that was a reaction to the drone, knowing that they were trying to see it. Um, very interesting to see if you could hear the backstory on that, but yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Gladys Kravitz says, um, Jameson, have you heard about the cryptids that the Navajo Nation has reported by the Navajo Rangers? I don't know if you're talking about the skinwalkers or not, um, but I'll just say I think the skinwalker phenomenon is sort of like a satanic cult almost. I remember there was a story in the Brenton Solomon channel maybe um, – you know, rest in peace, Brenton. Uh, my brother's name is actually Brenton. And um, there was a story about these people who talked about seeing these people putting this this ointment on their skin and then doing this chant and watching an animal skin go right up the body kind of supernaturally and watching these people become these animals. And I, I think the Skinwalker cult is very dangerous and it's, uh, it's, it's a completely different phenomenon than mm-hmm. cryptids per se. Mm-hmm. And also, along with, uh, you say, you know, you have these uh, uh, TP uh, pictures that you have of of sticks and trees made in those configurations. There's also, uh, I've seen a lot of videos of people going on the forest and seeing trees stuck up in trees horizontally. And and they show you that it didn't fall down that way. And they show you that there's no root where it was pulled up. And those horizontal trees kind of reminds me of this tree, this tree that we saw walking through the forest being carried off into the forest might have been on its way to be one of these elevated or maybe one of these teepees. Well, I think that was a sign of aggression. I'll tell you what, I don't think those trees went anywhere but wherever the hell they landed um, because that was purely a sign of aggression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Bigfoot seems to be your, 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 your main forte. Do you look into other cryptids? I, well, yeah, I do. I mean, I'll tell you what, we're looking for people <laughs> to come on the Unscripted podcast. So if anybody has had a story they want to tell, uh, they can contact us on the website. But I, you know, I went looking for Bigfoot before I had ever seen one besides on video. And then you hear about these dogman creatures and you hear about the little people and you hear about people seeing pterodactyls. 
I have actually seen um, a little th three-foot green-skinned guy run across the road in front of me in Texas, and I was going like 80 miles an hour up the highway, and this thing was going the same speed across the highway, and it had like a robe covering it, and it had like a belt around it or something like that, and I saw the little pointy nose, and the hairline didn't start till about here, and it, I mean, it was right across this road the arms and legs were moving so fast but the torso and the head were clear as day just right across the road I saw it when it cut across the left hand side of the road and I focused my gaze on the yellow line uh, it happened right outside of Plainview Texas heading north on the interstate mm -hmm. and uh, <clears throat> yep that sucker ran right across the road in front of me mm -hmm. my wife woke up she looked at me and I was just like and she's like are you okay and I'm like uh, I saw something and I wish to God I had a dash cam and then, of course, I didn't learn my lesson about the dash cam then. I still haven't because I was driving home uh, a couple years ago, and I saw this giant nine-foot wolf-like creature. And, I mean, the hair was flying on the thing. Daniel, it had a mane. You see this hair right mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. It had a mane of hair, bro, like this extra hair, like, flowing off the back of it. But So wow. when I first saw it, I went from right to left. It was coming across the road, and it only happened two steps. It was across mm -hmm. the whole road in two mm -hmm. steps. But I saw that the, the hair flowing, but I thought it was antlers as I went from right to left, and I saw how big the torso was, like a 50-gallon drum. And then I got to the back of it, and, went, and the back, it broke like a greyhound dog running a race. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a dog. And so I just I didn't see the tail because I went back to the right and I saw the mouth it was open I, it was kind of smelling and like breathing you know how a dog like mm -hmm. it takes in the air to like smell what's going on and it was doing that it had its nose high in the air and dude two steps this thing was gone scared the hell out of me I went home got my night vision uh, scope got a 357 revolver and I sat there with my truck door open with the gun pointed and I was trying mm -hmm. to see if I could get this thing okay so now you are in Colorado, mm -hmm. and a certain substance is legal in Colorado. Now, that substance don't have anything to do with your sightings, does it? I never smoked any weed and saw anything <laughs> weird in my life, I'll tell you that. Wow. Wow, man. And neither neither did my favorite band, Rush. Plus, I'm so proud of them. All right. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, don't they make trees look like X places they sit under? I've even seen what looked like a star. Well, that's interesting. I was going to tell a story about the shaking tree because I found when I first started Bigfooting, this was my second time out, and I I didn't know where to go, and I was looking at the map, and I was trying to figure out places, and there's this area that I wanted to go to, and I, I didn't know how to access it. I realized I could have hiked through Red Rocks Park up to the top of the mountain and back down and, and accessed it, but I ended up parking out in like Idledale, past Morrison, out in the middle of nowhere, and I hiked with no trail for like five miles through rattlesnake country man i was crazy i kept myself hidden i like you know i i took the advice of everybody else that was doing it and i i, I i'm like okay if they have sentries they're going to be looking out so keep yourself hidden stay in the brush in the trees i get all the way out to the last field i have to expose myself i walk out got my camera on and as soon as i walk out in the field I hear, I, you know, I spend maybe 10 seconds, I'm looking around, and then the tree starts creaking, and it's a perfectly calm, sunny day. And I'm like, what in the frig? So I walk directly over to this area, and there is, there's all these pine boughs that are ripped off in a, like a 10-foot circle, and they're all laid down in front of a maybe like a 10-foot Colorado blue spruce. And they have two trees like this, like 
totally barkless, totally stickless, like branchless, just like two trees in a triangle put up like that. And they were, I think they were bedded down right below that. And I startled them, but the thing must have been right in the tree below me. I had the willies. I was walking through the woods. And I mean, I was like shaky. Like I could feel like my energy was, I was like, oh my God, like I'm in this place. Like I was, I didn't know what to, it was only my second time out, but I was, I definitely had the creeps the whole time. And then a, a storm was coming and like it started to rain. So I ran down like five miles down this mountain, man. And I was right on the backside of Red Rocks, but I had to hike all the way down to the, to the road there. So it was, it was quite a hike, but yeah, I think, uh, I think they're they're out there and they're definitely manipulating nature mm-hmm. and you know they they make beds like they say in Washington and that some of those guys in the Olympic project are finding those beds I don't necessarily find that but I found some amazing some amazing stuff that well, what, what uh, I should have sent you every picture that's on my computer I'll tell you what that is, what is this structure right here that's gigantic and I believe the Rangers ended up taking that down that was like a friggin city man that I mean, when I came upon that, my mind was blown because that's that's over near a brewery. There's some hiking and biking trails around. It's kind of in between the river and the and the biking trails. And I mean, it's just I haven't seen a Sasquatch over there, but I find a lot of their structure evidence over there. So isn't isn't it true? You mentioned the little people, and uh, you just mentioned several creatures already. We're talking about Bigfoot. Uh, we're talking about Dogman. So if you talk, if you take orbs, Dogman, Bigfoot, fairies, gargoyles, vampires—I mean, I don't know—a a whole bunch of things—is it likely that with all these cryptid activities, that if somebody's paying attention, they're likely to see one of these types of creatures? Yeah, and it's likely that they might have even seen one. And it happened so fast that they didn't even realize what they saw. Mm-hmm. I recently saw a juvenile Sasquatch right outside my home, and it took me all night to convince myself and to really under like I was in shock. And I even when I first saw it, I'm like, "What is this? A dog?" And I'm like, "What? What the hell is running up in the middle of the night?" Mm-hmm. And then it it was on all fours, and I I kind of I walked up the side of my the side of the house on the on the back of the garage on the north side and this thing was coming up from the south so we kind of met in the front yard as i was coming into the the driveway to go to my truck and it was over like eating some corn or some apples or something we feed the deer and anyway uh this thing was on all fours man and it it froze when i it realized i was looking at it i kind of I, I kept walking towards it but i didn't i pretended i didn't see it and then finally i like it knew that i saw it and it froze and then I looked at it for a while. It put its head even further mm-hmm. down, and I couldn't see any ears. And I'm like, where the frig are the eye sockets mm-hmm. on this thing? And mm-hmm. the shoulders were rounded like mine. And then I start going, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then it turned. When it turned, like it, it was like it did this spider crawl thing like they say. I'm, it just chewed like this, just 180 real quick. But as it turned, I caught the eye shine, and it was on the bottom of the head. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you were doing a push-up, like your eyes are going to be down, like looking up like this mm-hmm. at me. But, when I, dude, when I saw that, I went into shock, like I got teary-eyed, and I'm like, no, no, no way, no way. And it just, the back, when it walked away, the back didn't even move, it stayed parallel. It was just like, <laughs> it was so weird, it was so weird. And I, I chased it, but I was trying to turn the light on my phone, but first, because I was kind of scared, and I wanted to get a, like, a look at it with a flashlight, but I, I couldn't even get the light on, because I couldn't take my eyes off it, because I couldn't believe the way it was walking, I was in disbelief, I'm like, no. No way. I'm like waiting for it to like undulate or like you know run or prance or didn't anything. It just smooth as mm. day all along the rocks and. I'll see this. Scene. You're describing typical animal 
behavior because uh, I have this skunk that's living on my porch and uh, friendly, friendly guy and uh, is albino, just all white. I've never seen anything like it. But one day, because I'm kind of tracking it, seeing what it's going to do, and it, it's in my day lilies and it's looking right at me and it froze. So see, it knew that I saw it. And so that's like you said, you said, that, you know, they kind of freeze when, when you kind of make that animal to human connection, you know, I don't know if they're studying to get ready for the next move, probably trying to plot something like that. You got you got you got to watch them. So so has these cryptid sightings and you, you're expressing some very, very human emotions and reactions to what you're seeing. Is it possible that people have actually seen something, but their mind tells them that can't possibly exist? blanks it out instantaneously and they just going down the trail it happened to me i went down to visit a female friend of mine when i first moved back to the denver area and she lived like an hour away and she's like hey come visit me we'll go hiking at this park and we, i went hiking with her at this place and i'm like let's go get some privacy and there was a huge like 20 foot cliff and the trail went right up to the base of it and then went mm -hmm. upwards and kind of went up an incline and we went right up this crack in the rocks we rock climbed right up to the top and she sat down and I looked behind us and there were two, they looked like twins. They were, I thought, but in my mind, I'm like, I got little brothers. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, these kids, I'm like, what are they doing? Smoking pot back here or something? And I'm like, oh, just like, I'll just give them some privacy. But like when they saw me, they froze. And then they both walked out of the frame sideways, staring at me the whole time. And I just kind of like gave them the courtesy and not staring them down. You know, I kind of was like, mm -hmm. oh, there's some kids back there or something. But they were they were all black. They were dressed in all black. Mm -hmm. And she and I, you know, did our thing. And I'm like, those were probably because that park gets, uh, I research it and I find uh, Sasquatch evidence there now, and it's been researched by Mark Para, who's with Sasquatch Investigation of the Rockies, and he's been researching that place for like 13 years and making videos, and it's just James, yeah, I'm, Jameson, I'm sure. Jameson, you said that you you, you took her because you wanted some privacy in the forest. What, what's going on out in that forest, man? What's going on out there? I'm I'm like a Bigfoot at heart, man. I don't want to oh. get away from people. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought you said you wanted privacy with with the lady. For, uh, we were hiking and there were like tw there was like ten people in front of us, so we mm -hmm. were walking faster than them. And I was kind of like, here, screw it, let's let them okay. keep going, okay. and we'll just sit down and take a break. But it was a perfect okay. time because we're right on their tail and everybody's all hiking right. up. All, all, and they probably the turned around and we just disappeared like a couple of Bigfoot. Okay, all, all in the up and up, up and up. All right, now I'm going to show you another uh, picture here. Uh, again, I've had I've showed it on a previous broadcast, but I want to show you because uh, in case you missed that broadcast. Uh, but when I went up to Glacier National Park, I was at seven miles south of the Canadian border at the last ranger station you find. And in that ranger station was this cast right here, uh, which clearly uh, you see three casts there. And it looks like uh, maybe a, I don't know, maybe a wolf on the left and maybe a some kind of cat on the right. But that middle one there, what, what, do, you, what do you think that middle cast is? I'm having trouble figuring out that must be the toes gripping because I don't think... I thought their thumb sits a little farther down, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not 100% sure. Daniel, I've actually found and I have a piece of mud clay that they gripped in their palm and it left all the handprint impressions and they set it down. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's that looks like toe toe impressions to me personally. So are, okay, okay, so you're saying that's actually a human footprint? Uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm saying look at look at how the toes are curling. And I don't. Can we do that? I don't know. I can't do that. My, my toes ain't that even, for one thing. That's kind of flat there. 
but yeah so i thought man that i and i i thought there's no way i got to get a picture of this thing here and uh this really not far from a place called pole bridge and uh pole bridge is a little town up there the last town you get as you head north there glacier and there's no power there but there's a town there and they've got a big bigfoot statue right out the front and i couldn't figure out whether they just put that statue out there to for a joke or to antagonize people or to you know make them think or whatever but then then i go up a little further and i see this i'm thinking well this must be bigfoot country up here then i would think bigfoots would like to hang around where there's not human activity are we encroaching on their territories that's what that's what's going on here well, I mean, you know, you're you're born into the world that you're born into, right? So if you're already born into a world where humans and Sasquatch are uh, merging and interacting, it might not be so bad. Um, but then if you're born way out in the wilderness and you're not used to human encroachment. So I think the Sasquatch around here are used to humanity and, um, you know, they're born into the scenario where the forest is right outside. And because of the elevation, you really can't build too much and there can't be really be too much more encroachment into the western suburbs. So, um, you know, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, everything's relative, right? Well, like UFOs, is there going to be an official disclosure on their existence? Absolutely not. Why? I, Why I just that? don't, because there's been too many cover-ups. I believe there's already been bodies. I listened to the to recent uh, episodes of the Unscripted podcast. I mean, I think that bodies have been uh, harvested and that they just don't make it to the light of day. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the whole, I'll, I'll bring it up, it's the whole Rick Dyer scenario and the shooting of the Bigfoot in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and the fact that he went down there um, because of the 911 calls saying that the Bigfoot was behind the Home Depot in San Antonio. And um, he, he chose that spot after he, you know, he, Rick had financial backers. There's a whole lot that we don't know, but mm -hmm. uh, he chose that spot. He went down. He was in the shooting Bigfoot mockumentary um, that, that, you know, had mm -hmm. two, two comical storylines. But the Rick Dyer story even shows one on the shooting Bigfoot documentary. It shows the Sasquatch that runs out and hits Morgan Matthews and, Rick mm -hmm. Dyer filmed the camper video. I mean, there's just so much evidence. Mm -hmm. This guy, Muskie Allen, who was critical of him and said this is fake, got invited to Las Vegas and actually saw the body, recanted, changed his whole story, gives a two-hour interview, you know, uh, on the Facebook Finding Bigfoot channel before those guys get harassed and, and ran mm -hmm. off of Facebook. And I don't know the whole story, but that's what I heard. But, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of harassment that you can get. I've, I'll just say it, man. I've had my life threatened by who knows who, whoever wants to give my wife a call and, and, and tell her that I should be shot and thrown in the river when she's down in Texas. But that's what happens when you're going after the truth, when you're critical of these hoaxers, when you're calling people out on the internet, when you're pushing buttons and poking, and somebody's going to come back and throw, throw SHIT your way, you know? Yeah. It happens. Do you, do you think the government has uh, a rapid Bigfoot recovery force? They sure seem to. They sure seem to. They show up pretty darn quick. I don't... I don't know how they do it. I do got to commend them on that. Mm -hmm. I don't like them, but so they you, are efficient. So, do you th so are you suggesting that they that they monitor channels and looking for the latest sightings and to, to basically as a locator where their people should go? Well, let's put it this way: with supercomputers and the amount of money they're stealing from the American public, they could have a whole army of supercomputers listening to every single phone call, mm -hmm. every single transmission, mm -hmm. every single word, analyzing every bit of data. And I don't doubt that they're doing that one bit. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I just speak freely, and I have no fear anymore. Mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. I've been studying the corruption of government ever since 9/11. Um, so, 
you know, 20 plus years and running. And I've been in, been in Bigfoot since 2008, so I'm a little ahead of the Bigfoot well, well, like with said, my political. Like as you know, as I said, I, I got the ban from YouTube for the uh, uh, Donald Jeffries interview, but I don't think it's I don't think it's because they're sitting around listening to it. I think their I think their algorithms basically just picked up a couple words. And hit you know instantaneously said you know hit this plateau delete the video send the, okay. send the email send the email guaranteed I've had a, I uploaded a Columbine conspiracy interview that I have linked through my channel in the about section uh, but that video I actually uploaded like a two and a half hour interview um, with a with a guy just about all these conflicting statements that are in the redacted FBI documents concerning Columbine and people mentioning there were more than two shooters and in fact mentioning the exact name of who shot them and it wasn't Dylan Harris or Eric Klebold and um, that interview was flagged for violence and hatred within 24 hours overnight so I thought who flagged my video and got this taken off YouTube, but I was like, no, they already know me. I've been doing so much 9-11 truth work uh, on, on the YouTube, so there's well, a lot of there, that. There does seem to be an error or a glitch in the matrix with these people because they can't seem to do it live. It's when you save that video, especially if you try to monetize it. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but uh, if you don't save it, uh, then uh, their algorithms can't catch it. And so, you know, if you want to get the truth out, you can do it that way and then put the, the archive video up on Rumble. Uh, King's Daughter says, Jameson, do you have a YouTube channel? Oh, yes, Mr. Duffy 81 And I've been uh, posting my, my Bigfoot evidence on there since 2017. And if you click on it, you can see the featured video, which is the Bigfoot that I mm -hmm. inadvertently uh, but pretty clearly caught on camera in New Hampshire. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty compelling, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's got have, some good evidence. So have you been approached channel. by any of the uh, TV producers about any of your uh, information? No, I don't know that I'd want to. It seems like the TV really makes a mockery of the the Bigfoot situation. I think it would be very difficult for them and I to come to an agreement, um, and I'd have to have a lot of control and uh, on the final cut and what I would even allow them to put out there because I see what they do to the Finding Bigfoot shows and a lot of this other stuff and I just find it very distasteful. Well, well, let's go Let's go to the next step on this. Let's just say, you said there probably won't be disclosure because of the way that uh, information is handled these days. Uh, the truth is like the last thing uh, you'll ever get. But let's just say that it, it, it comes out and, and they have one. And, and it's, uh, you, know, they've, you know, they say they're not going to put it in a zoo. They're going to put it in nice accommodations. They'll try to treat it right and study it and whatever. Just to say it happens. How would that change the world? Oh, my goodness. How would that change the world? I, unfortunately, I don't think it would change the world one bit. I think people are so um, – they don't care about Bigfoot as it is, you know, so – they don't go in the woods as it is. What do they care? You know, that's that's how I. They, what are they going to do about it? What it's, do you it's, think? It's, that, like, it's like you, worrying about piranhas. Uh oh, they're out there. Oh my God, piranhas. Mm -hmm. So what? You know what, what I mean? That's what, what they're going to think about well, it. Well, wouldn't the enviro enviro terrorist love it because then they would start uh, taking vast tracks and declaring it Bigfoot habitat. Therefore, you can't go to Yellowstone anymore. You can't go to Glacier anymore. You know, I mean, just say this is Bigfoot habitat. I mean, it'd be it'd be the, it'd be their dream if they found one and it's to start cutting, you know. Well, I will, I agree with you because I, I I have always said if they ever were to say that Bigfoot was real, it would strictly be to go along with the agenda 2020, agenda 2030, whatever mm -hmm. it is, getting people in the cities, getting people out of rural America, forcing them into 
affordable housing, mm. being corporate slaves. I mean, I see it happening in Denver, and it's happening in every city across this country. Mm. And you're completely right, Daniel. They could easily use Bigfoot truth for that. But I just I don't see it happening because there's too much revenue being generated by the national parks for that to really interfere, in my mm. opinion. It's all about the money. Well, I know the National Park's got a lot, lot of money in me paying fi- for fishing licenses. So that'll be happy. That'll be and they don't even let you. They don't even let you keep them, man. Catch and release, and and you can't use a hook with a barb on it. You got to use a hook that it just falls. It just fish just falls off your hook anyway. So it's not a whole lot of fun when, you, when you're looking at it that way. Well, so yeah, uh, you, you're talking about corralling people into into affordable housing like that here uh, in the Indianapolis area there's a city to the uh, east called Greenfield and there's this whole sector these gigantic buildings the largest Amazon distribution centers there the largest uh, Walmart distribution centers there Smithfield distribution is there there's these these gigantic warehouses are taken over all and I think it's the number one uh, development in the country as they're moving in off, it's right off of 70, and they're taking every farm field there is out there, and it seems to me that it's like an epicenter of some kind, and it just seems, to go along with your point, and I mentioned in the ranting points, talking about the there's 99 documented cases of food distribution centers burning down the ground or planes crashing into them or fertilizer trucks blowing up, whatever, and then we have the 10,000 cows that are just died for mysterious reasons, instantaneously, never heard of it before, but the, as the food supply dwindles, uh, it just seems to me the, 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 the what is supply is available is being singled down into these distribution warehouses. And if you have the right social score and government card, you will get your <coughs> quota from them. It seems that they're doing these regional things for a projected time when they will have the only ones to be able to distribute the goods because they won't be out at these small mom and pop stores anywhere because they are doing this Agenda 21. What do you think about that? Well, let me tell you who they are. They are the secret societies. And if you really want to know the game plan, you can study the work of Fritz Springmeier, and he'll easily uh, explain to you how these secret societies run corporate America, and they've infiltrated the government, and they, they permeate every aspect of society. And they work together to turn the tides in their favor. And they're a parasitic organization that has infiltrated our country. And I don't care if you say George Washington was a Mason. Mm-hmm. He certainly doesn't care for the depiction of him sitting as the Baphomet with the head of George Washington in Washington, D.C. It's completely satanic. George Washington wrote that he hadn't been in a Masonic lodge for nearly 30 years because he was aware of the infiltration of the, quote, Illuminati. So I'm just telling you, um, it's uh, it's it's pretty much... The secret societies out there controlled chaos, and they're destroying this country little bit by bit, and you keep voting for it, and you keep getting deceived America, and it's pretty pathetic. It's time to give up the two-party system mm-hmm. and get to the truth. All right. Well, it looks like your picture froze here. We're trying to get you back up on the line here. Uh, I don't know if I have to call you back. We've got a few more minutes left. Do you, do you, are you having any connection issues over there? I can hear you, but, uh, yeah, I see my picture is frozen. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what you need me to do. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we still got a few minutes left. Let me call you back. I'll, I'll probably clean, clean that up. Sounds good. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to call uh, Jameson back here in just a second here and stand by. It looks like, or we, or we got somebody listening, and probably, probably more of the case, and don't like what they're hearing. Now we're getting into the real truth of the matter. 
Yeah. Hello. Glad to be back. All right. Can you see me? Because I'm not seeing you. Oh, man. Well, I think well, you're watching, well, Daniel. Yeah, man. We, are we hitting hot button issues now, Jameson? Telling you. Well, I'm going to finish this with audio. I don't care. I don't either. All right. All right. Well, we'll just finish it with the audio because obviously there's something wrong with the video. I don't know it takes more bandwidth to run that. So uh, so we're talking about the Agenda 21. And it's. Uh, let me ask you about this question here. This is getting a conspiracy 101. We're talking about cryptids. And when I think of cryptids, I think of Bill Gates. Interesting how uh, he's now in the business of developing artificial baby formula and he's also in the business of developing artificial meat. And all of a sudden, all of the meat is, is, is being burnt up or killed. I mean, is that, is, is that some kind of shocking cryptid coincidence? Uh, not really, Daniel. We're sitting at the casino with uh, the mafia, essentially, and we're down to our last ship. And it's really up to us to realize the game is rigged. Hmm. Well, uh, Jameson, what can one do uh, knowing they're in a game that is rigged? You got to demand fairness and you have to demand prosecution. They don't have district attorneys and federal prosecutors man enough to prosecute the secret societies for treason because they're at the Masonic lodges and at the, the Jesuit lodges. And this stuff needs to end. You got to get these people out of power and you have to expose them. And uh, these are people who are in. Like I said, all facets of society. It could be the producer of mm -hmm. a TV show. It could be, uh, you know, who is the gatekeeper? That's essentially what it is. The, a certain host of a certain late-night talk show could be the one who's a Jesuit affiliate, you know? It, you just never know, but you have to expose these people for their secret societal affiliations and, and expose the Jesuits and the Freemasons, and pretty soon the house will come tumbling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who just joined the program, we have on our newsmaker line Jameson Duffy, who we've lost a video feed, but he's still on the line. So their algorithms, Jameson, couldn't defeat the program. We're still processing uh, additional truth and information. And I always find it interesting when technical glitches, or, quote, glitches happen, at what point do they happen? And we happen to be talking about uh, centralized distribution centers and um, control the uh, food supply and the Agenda 21. And that sounds like an algorithm. Of course, it could be that somebody's proving me wrong that they can't live uh, uh, algorithm type mute programs. They have to wait until it begins to process in their uh, in their video processing uh, program that they do right after a live broadcast. I'm gonna. I think I can get through here on the uh, really blurry webcam. I wonder if you can put me through on video. Maybe not. Okay, it looks to me like you might be coming online there. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you're back. Actually, you look like a Bigfoot, but hey, uh, I think that's part of the program. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a different camera, and it had a little bit of tape over it, so you might be looking through the stickiness, but I'm here. All right, good, good to know, good to know, Jameson. So, where, where are you heading? Is this is this a uh, is this something that you do? Like full time? Is it a part time thing? I mean, is it is it taking more of your time? Are you finding yourself adding more time to this research? That's a good question. You know, I was really heavily at it the first three years. I mean, going deep, getting out there. I've had Sasquatch speak to me. I've heard samurai chatter. I've, like I said, I've been scared out of the woods. I've I've had some really 
tough experiences that looking back, I'm like, man, that was, I'm risking my life. But I've also found that they're a lot closer to humanity. So I don't necessarily need to go deep to have that Bigfoot experience. But going into the deep, deep woods is way different than searching suburbia. So, you know, I'm working lately. I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff and I, I'm, I'm hosting this podcast. I'm editing it. So I'm not going and doing as many hikes. But then again, I've had a yearning to start riding my bike and get out there and start doing mm-hmm. hikes and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, as soon as I finish this garden that I'm working on and finish the flagstone path, mm-hmm. I'm going to be going out and doing more stuff in the woods. But mm-hmm. I just got to take care of some stuff in life. But mm-hmm. who knows where I'm going with it? Mm-hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to publish a book of my structures. I'm thinking about possibly writing a, a book about my experiences. But you know, it continues, and I just, uh, I'm just living life and kind of taking mm-hmm. it as it comes and. I'm not on Facebook, and that limits me a lot too. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm out there looking mm-hmm. for people to contact me. I'm not really, you know, asking anybody for much. I'm just posting my evidence and letting it speak for itself. Are you uh, anywhere in a position to be off grid? Uh, no, sir, not really, not not right now. The economy is tough, and I am just surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's rewind a little bit here. You you threw a, a buzzword out to me, uh, samurai chatter. What is that? Well, I mean, you know, the, Ron Moorhead obviously filmed minutes upon minutes of it, but um, I had a—I can impersonate it for you. I was—I walked off trail, and I just thought to be cordial, I would—I would say hello, and instantly I got this response that says, "Who do you?" And then, bam, like a hit a tree or something. I mean it, and I—I I just stopped dead in my tracks, man. I was like, "Oh my God!" I'm like, "There's really one down there." And I was like, well, I know they're at this park, but I was walking on a different side of the park. Uh, but it was it was funny because it was at a time when every undulate had a baby with it. The baby deer were walking right up the trail five, six feet from me till they realized, oh, there's a human, like, run away. But the moms were following the babies, like, come on. And everything had a baby. And then I saw this really depressed mama moose just sitting at the top when I walked back up on the trail. And in my head, I thought. Christ, I wonder if he's down there eating a little baby moose right now. Because every single undulate that I saw, five, six, seven of them, all the moms had twins, had babies, and here's this moose with no baby, just sitting there depressed. And nobody could see her. She was sitting in the shadow under a tree. People are like, what are you looking at? I'm like, there's a moose right there. They're like, whoa, holy crap, there's a moose. But you wouldn't have seen her. She was just hanging out, moping. Mm -hmm. Made me wonder if Sasquatch got her baby. Now, it's interesting. Earlier in the broadcast, the first hour, I played – uh, some audio captured in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now I did notice that faintly you can hear birds chirping. Uh, a lot of people say when there's Bigfoot activity, there is no bird. There's no the bugs quit bugging and the birds stop chirping. Do you find that to be true? I've never experienced that, but I think that would be like maybe when they were doing infrasound or you know low, low, low growl or something like that. I mean, I'm. That's funny. I'm pretty. I'm pretty friendly with these things. I announce my presence when I walk in the woods. I don't try to sneak up on them, even though I know I. I mean, I I kind of have and I could like I've I've gone off cliffs and listened and I heard these bipedal footsteps one time and that's where I got scared out of. Mm-hmm. But I was like, God, I could I should just run right in there and go down after this thing. But I don't do that. I kind of walk in the woods and I say, my friends, and I try to like with the tone of my voice mm-hmm. project, uh, you know, just a friendliness. Mm-hmm. Daniel, even when I saw that juvenile outside of my home, 
I followed it, and then when I lost it, I said, okay, it's right in the vicinity. I can't see it, but I know it can hear me. So I made this weird call. I was kind of like, ah, ah, yeah. Like I made these weird noises to it, just kind of like, I want you to know, like, if you're going to run away from me, at least, like, know that I'm trying to, like, interact with you. Dude, there was a dead mouse on the on my driveway the next morning when I went out there. And, I mean, like, it had a little poop in his butt. Like, something squeezed it. It didn't have any blood. It didn't have nothing bit it. Like, I'm just like, what is this Thank mouse? But I, I took the thermal camera out into the grass, and I was trying to film the Sasquatch, but the oak trees and everything were, like, reflecting the infrared light, and I couldn't get any depth of field. And I'm like, God, if he's in there somewhere, I'm like, I can't pick him up anyway. And all these little mice were underneath my feet, and I was, like, almost stepping on them. And I was, I was you know, pussyfooting around him. And he was probably watching me and realized I'm, like, trying not to hurt a mouse. He probably killed one of a joke like here's a mouse dude like you can kill him like you can eat him like you don't have to throw it in the trash can like i did but yeah i don't know they're uh i've, I've seen that thing doing breaks around the house that right there where i found that that uh, deer leg was right around the house too the two deer legs so i mean they're the little things are around and i kind of like don't think about it until you know i saw the thing and then i'm like god should I, I don't want to be out there staying up all night looking for it getting all paranoid but i do look out the window often just mm-hmm. thinking he might be out there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. leave food sometimes. The other day I left three piles of Cheerios. Every single one was gone. And I'm like, well, I left it at late at night, and I, I didn't get up till like 10 o'clock. But still, I'm like, did the deer come get it? They could have, but usually they miss a couple, or the birds aren't going to get every single one. Something got every single Cheerio. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Well, good good to know the, the foot likes uh, the uh, Cheerio. By the way, Tammy Hall, Sunset Forever 29, Freely Speaking, Autumn and Alfred. Kirky and Jim Shook. I'm going to recognize y'all in the live chat. We're talking. It looks like we're talking to Bigfoot, but it's actually Jameson had to use his secondary <laughs> camera because uh, because uh, uh, they caught on to our program and they heard us getting into some uh, taboo subjects. But we're always about the truth. You know, I don't mind getting banned from YouTube because really, I just wear that as a as a badge of honor. Uh, Jameson, how about you? I dropped that truth like a rock on their head, Daniel. <laughs> All right. So so. You, back, back, just I know we're getting toward the end of it, but the reason I asked you about the samurai is because when we were up in Glacier, we heard what sounded like a Japanese man yelling at a wolf in the middle of the forest, and and we thought, what is going on out there? And there we could, we were deep, deep, deep. There's no access roads. It was on the, we were stuck there, and it was in this deep part of the forest. There's no roads there. It's just all mountainous forest and stuff and we just we, we actually lowered the window down so we could smell get the pines because we like to smell the pine trees and then we heard this japanese japanese go, and it was response what's the guy is that, is that japanese guy walking his dog in the floor we didn't know i'm thinking i'm thinking we got a samurai squatch that's too awesome man that's a cool story that yeah, is a cool brilliant. story yeah man i just and you know, and I, I hesitate saying that because somebody said, well, you know, you know, you're in the media, or you know, you want the you know notoriety and stuff. I, 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 I risk saying things, and I'm sure you do. You risk telling somebody what you've seen, knowing what their response is, and how they'll attach some ulterior motive to what you're doing, just trying to make a buck. Okay, well, you know, whatever. But you know, my credibility's on the line. But hey, I have to say it. It's true, and I didn't go looking for it. It just presented itself like that cast did and like that footprint at Yellowstone. They presented themselves to me. It's like, I'm not going to look away and say, people think I'm crazy or made it up or trying to trying to pull a hoax on something because I want something for the show. That's ridiculous. No, of course. you got a lot of integrity, and I think you standing by the evidence or sta- sta- stating what you found is 
shows more integrity than saying, oh, I'm just going to eat it and cover it up. You know what I mean? It's better just present it. If you think it's legit, just come on out and say it. But uh, it is interesting when you find the evidence and you're not necessarily looking for it. You know what I mean? When I found that uh, when I found that, that leg right there, the reason I went back looking for it is because my, my, uh, my stepdad was like, can you help me with something? And I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And he says, uh, he says, well, he's, or he's like, there's a dead animal out here. And I'm like, oh, you want to clean it up? Or like, what, what happened? And he's like, well, something was, something growled at me when I came home the other night. And I'm like, really? And he says, yeah, like I got out the car and I opened the door and he's like, something's growled. So he said, I pulled forward a couple more feet closer to the door and I got out and I walked to the front door and I didn't go check till the next day what it was because I want to have a flashlight and then I decided I better not because it's dark and something's growling at me you know what I mean <laughs> and uh yeah then I found a raccoon but instead of like the jaw you know goes like this on animal but the, it was snapped this way oh. like open and I that's how I find all these Bigfoot raccoon kills they'll snap the jaw sideways it's weird mm. like one one hinge will be unhinged and and I, I find that a ton of times but I thought maybe something killed that raccoon and so I cleaned that up and then I went looking and I found that on the property mm. and I was like okay this is too weird Mm-hmm. Well, that says something about the, the nature of uh, super paranormal activity that squares don't happen in nature and circles, say like in a rock stone, doesn't happen in nature. Uh, X's uh, and configurations of sticks don't happen in nature by themselves. There's something out there. And it always seems that, you know, for me, it's like I'm always kind of an after the fact person. You know, I don't know why I can't get ahead of that and see this going on. Like the time we were going through an Arkansas deep forest, and all of a sudden we found hundreds of rocks stacked on rocks. I mean, I don't know. You could say somebody came through there and did that, but it would take them weeks. There were, I, I, and the thing about that, Jameson, if you ever heard me tell that story, we crossed this bridge and uh, on our four-wheelers and went riding up through the forest, and then we came back past that same bridge. We were the only ones out there. When we came back, those stones were there. They weren't there when we went up. And about yep. an hour later, we came down, and there were hundreds of it. I'm thinking, either we have a massive time slip, or we're uh, we are on drugs, or something, or lost our sense, or we can't. Because I'm, like I said earlier in the first hour, I've trained myself to look for stuff because I know there's stuff out there. I know there's stuff happening, and if you're not looking for it, not expecting it, uh, and you don't know what to look for, then you're never going to see nothing. And I think it's quite exciting to know that you're liable to see something. And uh, but when I saw, when we saw that, we saying there's no way somebody can't follow this, stack these rocks up, you know, this high. I don't know if people see that, all over this bridge on this bridge, and then down in in the creek. That's an amazing story. Yeah, it's it's amazing the uh, like the artistic mind or the the human the human mind with these creatures. Um, there's a picture. Um, it was a it's an upright rock that you had that you had showed earlier um, that I sent you, and it actually is. A, a rock that was laying on the ground. I don't know if you can show it. Yeah. No, that to me is an interpretation of a Bigfoot face that they made. You can see the stone on the ground in front of it. They actually cracked it off what would be the right eye socket. So they something hit that, broke off part of it so that it becomes like the muzzle with two eyes 
and the brow ridge, but that was a that's kind of a, a, a blurry picture. It's not the best picture of it, um, but that to me was a depiction of this Sasquatch head. You could see behind it the impression of where that rock sat in the ground. It was recessed like a foot deep, but they had propped it upright, and it was it even has a conical head that doesn't show the peak of it, and that's a bad angle. But I'm telling you, yeah. that is like a clear depiction of a Bigfoot head that they that they made. Well, let, like, let me ask them: Isn't this this looks, I'm thinking, I'm going to click on this picture here because I'm thinking this Squatch picture looks like that. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Actually, I think it's right there. That one, that one looks even better. See how it's got that, the brow, they got the white in the middle of the face. That looks like kind of like that rock you're showing there. When I saw that rock, it was without a doubt. Well, there's a guy, he's a Buddhist monk, and he uh, he actually contacted me. I studied his work online. He went and he, he was asked to take everything that he released um, from the Internet because he released way too many Bigfoot secrets, and he had learned from Himalayan teachers. And this is like hundreds of year old knowledge that he, he did like two interviews with Vic, Vic Cundiff and another one with somebody else. Mm-hmm. They all took him down. But I've listened to those those interviews over and over, and I studied what he was saying. And then he contacted me, and he's like, dude, you get it. Like the, the art artistic mind of the Bigfoot, I would find like a like a stump of a root that was like a ball, like a knot that looked exactly like a squirrel. It would have two eyes, a perfect little upside down strawberry shaped nose, a little mouth slit, and, and there were sticks like pointing at it. And I'm like, they're trying to show you, like, look at this little squirrel face. And I like film it. And then I was in the mountains. I found like a, a, a stone that looked exactly like a gigantic foot, 20 or 30 sticks all around it. But I put them all together in a video and he, he contacted me contacted me and said can you take this off the internet because he i used a clip of the internet of the interview and he's like i'm supposed to take that off the internet and i i'm you know i don't want to get in trouble with my teachers he's like but if you do take that off for me you can come out to the state that i live and i'll take you out at night and we'll meet bigfoot together because i know words to speak that i can call them and it works every time is what he told me all right jameson duffy aka mr duffy 81 from the live chat here on the edge broadcast uh what can people find by going to your podcast? How can you get there? How often do you update your podcast? Anything like that? Well, it is a weekly podcast. Um, I took a week off because I have been so overwhelmed. That's legal. Kicking it 15 weeks straight. And, I mean, it was, like, overwhelming. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going to be back at it next week. But, um, yeah, unscriptedpodcast.com is the website. We have unscripted uh, podcast on Instagram. And we also have a TikTok unscripted. And it's U-N-S-C-R-Y-P-I-D. So a little uh, a little twist on the spelling, courtesy of Wayne Tutherow again. Uh, genius on his part. But I just couldn't say no to the podcast because I was so tickled by the uh, play on words. I thought it was genius. So I'm happy to be along for the ride. And uh, we're doing a lot of work. And Looking for people, so give us a call and contact us. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Jameson Duffy, I appreciate you being on the Edge broadcast. Can we have you on again sometime? Oh, most certainly. I got plenty of stories, and uh, thank you for having me. And if you want to hear more paranormal stuff, I got that too. But, uh, yeah, anytime, okay. Daniel. All right. Sounds good. Take care. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, everybody.